All right. Welcome. Welcome. Um, I'm not sure if, yeah. So you're here. You can, I could see it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome. Um, Lauren, it's great to chat with you. Um, this it's conversation. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Oh my gosh. This conversation <laughs> didn't really happen. It wasn't planned until you literally popped into my mind. It happens when I'm working with somebody and you just, I get a thought and I'm like, oh, I wonder how you're doing. And I reached mm -hmm. out and because I heard that you, you know, soon after we, we finished working together, you, very soon after that, you met somebody yeah. and you were like, hey, Nima, I met somebody. Thank you so much for everything I learned. You know, that's great. And I was like, oh, good. Awesome. Way to go. And uh, a few months later, I heard that um, this felt totally different. Mm -hmm. And and I was just curious how it played out. And when I messaged you again, almost like a year later, the news that you gave me was so amazing that I thought this would be a good opportunity for us to unpack your journey mm -hmm. because it was clear, like you were textbook anxious attachment, weren't you? A hundred percent, definitely. <laughs> like, like if you could just, when I, when I do the, you know, the list of all of the symptoms, you basically were like, check, 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 check. Yeah. And you were really committed. You were like, you know, I, I don't know how I've been tried. I've been doing therapy for so long. Uh, is there any way, is there any hope? And I thought this would be a really great opportunity for, for us to kind of like reverse engineer this story so that anybody who can identify with this anxious attachment, this preoccupied, um, ambivalent kind of like, is this person going to abandon me? Do they love me? Second guessing, all of that stuff constantly. Um, can you, can that person actually have such a profound pivotal shift that they can get to a place where they are not showing up in the same way? They're to taking on a whole different identity and what a great and when I asked you you said sure I'd love to share so <laughs> um I just want to say thanks for for being here um thanks for having me yeah so can you just share where do you live what do you do just just uh yeah I live I live in Sydney Australia uh, I'm a lawyer. Um, mm -hmm. I work for an insurance company now. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, in my spare time, I love dancing. I um, do lots of dancing classes and competitions and all that's sorts where of we connected. Hey, yeah, you're both yeah. your dance instructor was actually a competitor. We competed against one another yeah. in yeah. a in a in salsa kind of competition like ages yeah. ago, years ago, yeah, years ago. And it was like, Oh, and so you first heard, how did you first hear about me? And, you know, was it you were just scrolling on Facebook? Like what happened? Yeah, it was um, scrolling through Facebook. And um, I'd seen some of your content pop up. And, you know, started watching a few videos. And it just really um, spoke to me, there was just something there that, you know, this was different. This was something that I needed to explore further. Mm, beautiful. And so could you kind of go into what life was like before? How would you describe the quality of your relationships before? Mm -hmm. uh, what was life like before you took on the cognitive and somatic healing work? 
Sure. So um, prior to starting working with you, um, from a relationship point of view, I'd been uh, single for probably about eight, eight, nine years. So I dated a lot of people in that time, but nothing would ever um, get off the ground, as I would say. There was never this level of commitment. People would not sort of, you know, you were never official. It's just yeah. this sort of black and void and, you know, every few months you'd have something and it would, you know, collapse in spectacular fashion and <laughs> this was really painful you know years and years of this and um you know it wasn't what I wanted at all um and it just seemed to be um you know sucking my energy out and I felt like um you know I'd studied so hard to become a lawyer and um you know got um, three four university degrees and that sort of thing but then yeah you're intelligent you're not so lacking energy, intellect. Yeah, <laughs> there was so much energy was just caught up in this relationship dance that I also felt like, you know, I wasn't where I should be professionally. Um, I wasn't where I should be like health wise. Um, it just felt like all of my energy was so wrapped up in, mm. um, you know, these these relationship failures constantly. Um, Second yeah. guessing yourself, wondering if like. What they mean. what's wrong with me yeah like why does this keep happening mm. um you know seeing all your friends um meet wonderful people and and start getting married and having children and you know here I am still scrolling my phone and you know being on tinder and bumble and hinge and you know whatever else is out there going yeah like what is wrong with me that this mm. is not happening for me yeah yeah Totally, totally. And so how would you describe your state in three or four different words before you came to that I was, should I stay or go workshop? Yeah, yeah. I was incredibly anxious. Uh, I would say I was despairing is another mm -hmm. um, good, mm -hmm. good adjective. Um, hopeless. Mm. Um, yeah, we hear that a lot. So yeah. You know, yeah. what made you decide to start working with me and us? You know, what was it about me over someone else? What was it about me specifically that you saw? I saw that there was, um, it went deeper than just talk therapy. You know, there was, um, you know, in that very first, should I stay or should I go workshop? Um, you know, I'm pretty sure I cried just in that first one. Um, and, you know, there was just some very simple exercises about, um, you know, putting your hand on your heart and, you know, telling yourself, you know, I love you. And can you even do that with that? Yeah. Do you feel you know, it's an embodiment exercise where I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, picture yourself in that ideal relationship. And as you imagine it, what comes up and all of a sudden, everybody's undeserving comes up. And that was a big one for you, wasn't it? Yeah, completely, completely. And so just, you know, that, that extra added element. And, um, and I think then the fact that you were also very much um, sort of no bullshit about it all, and were very upfront about what, you know, what this would be, what it means. Um, and yeah, the fact that it's not about them, it's not about the other people. Uh, and and how you know how terrible this person was and how bad this ex-boyfriend is it wasn't about that it was all about you and well why do you keep 
attracting these people? Why do you keep falling for these people? Why do you keep chasing these people? Because there's tons of wonderful, healthy people out there. So why do you not pick them? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one, right? You were like, that was yeah. one of your mysteries. That was one of your question marks that you had, wasn't it? You were like, I mean, uh, why do I keep picking those when, you know, yeah. they're, that was, that was one, I remember that was one of your questions, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened during the time that we worked together? What did you discover about that question? Any epiphanies sure. that had you realizing or shifting your kind of trajectory? I think that, um, you know, I discovered a lot that I didn't even really realize um, was an issue. So, you know, there were things about, you know, going all the way back to when I was a baby and having to be separated from my parents in hospital for a while, um, you know, having some, um, you know, gastrointestinal issues as a child and being yeah. Yeah, like stuck in hospital and that that actually, you know, um, has a traumatic effect. And if, you know, it can have these lasting effects if you don't deal with it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I think that there was a lot of things unprocessed from um, my childhood as well. You know, I had great parents um, and, you know, loving family, went to good schools and, you know, so on paper, it seems like there's nothing wrong there. But this is where those micro traumas that you talk about, you know, the little T things, um, you know, they can really add up over time. And if you don't realize it, um, then you're sort of in this dark place going i don't understand why i feel this what's way. wrong with me yeah <laughs> with why me? do yeah. i why i don't have anything like i had all of my needs like financial needs met went to good schools yeah. my parents Physical even needs, all that stuff totally yeah. totally there was love present but what was missing and there was definitely that trauma from from childhood like childhood woundings you know being separated from your parents you know before you were even verbal Mm -hmm. that's a major cause of trauma, small T trauma, you yeah. know, and that's a cause of anxious attachment that's contributing to it. So if you're doing talk therapy and you're not addressing those, you're not really getting to the root of it, are you? Mm -hmm. Right. So okay. what happened after you kind of realized that what, what, you know, what's happened after you were able to, to heal those attachment traumas? Cause, cause I, there was three kind of pathways that we take people through. Right. So just to kind of go on a sidebar, there's, you know, the first thing that that we have to do when we're going from insecure to secure um, is to stop dropping our standards for people just because they're really attractive. <laughs> that's the first thing that's to stop dropping this. Ooh, they're really hot. So my standards are here. I'm just going to let them or the sex is really good. So I'm going to you know, drop it, drop it to here. And that's the first one. The second one is to heal these attachment traumas, which is that's mm -hmm. factor number two, shift number two, which you're talking about attachment trauma when you were a child, uh, attachment trauma with, um, you know, the birthing process and illness. And there's a laundry list of them, bullying in school, early breakups, the death of a loved one. These are kind of like they accumulate. And so we work through, we you, we work through that. And the third one is learning how to regulate emotions when they come up and repair when conflict happens. Those are the three critical shifts that we kind of took you through. 
-hmm. not lowering your, not number one, not dropping your standards just because they're attractive. Number two, healing those attachment traumas, which is like the trauma bonding. We're bonded to those. So we constantly look unconsciously for those same interactions. That's the answer to the question. Why am I still attracted to those? It's because deep down, we're pulled to feeling that familiar quest for where's mommy and daddy. And so when it shows up, we push it away unless we've healed our attachment wounds. And the third one is to master your nervous system and learn how to regulate those emotions because yeah. you're going to get activated in any relationship. You're going to have ruptures in any relationship, but can you repair? So after you took those three shifts, Lauren, and so what happened after that? What did you notice? Because you shared, we were on a group training, we were talking about energy. And so what happened after you did that work? Yeah, so um, you know, we we spent about a week um towards the the end of um my time with you, mm-hmm. and in that week, uh, the the calls that particular week were yeah about um transmuting energy and moving energy from um you know being a, a victim into a warrior and uh, and and you know these types of shifts and there were were four pillars along those lines that we worked through, and. You know, it was all about being able to show up in, um, I suppose, your energetic best self. And mm-hmm. so we were, um, you know, processing the things that might have been holding us back in in those areas. Mm-hmm. And so we did that for a week. And literally, um, like the day after we'd finished that, uh, my my now boyfriend sort of reached out to me he was someone that I'd known before I hadn't spoken to him for a few months and yeah he reached out he's like hey how are you how you been doing let's catch up it'd be good to see you and um yeah we've been together ever since (laughs) amazing amazing and so can you just share how this has been different you know, what's been, you know, before, yeah, what, how is this different after you worked on healing those attachment wounds and moving yourself from anxious attachment to more of kind of like an earn secure, how do relationship, how did this relationship occur to you? Yeah. Um, this was one that, um, it just came to me. Like I, I didn't have to go out on any sort of dating apps. I didn't have to sort of push or force anything or force anything. Not at all. It literally just came and it was so easy. Um, I never had to question um, whether I was going to hear from him. Um, You know, he proved very early on, he would say, oh, you know, let's do something this weekend. And he would make plans and we would do something that weekend. It wasn't. He made of, plans and he, would, yeah. he, 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 he was, he was his word he, in integrity. He was his word. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. And I could very much sort of sit back and be like, sure, I'd love to do something. And mm. he would plan it all. And, and he never had to sit there stewing, worrying, wondering, is he going to yeah. call me back and text? It was just, yeah. he was an emotionally mature man. Exactly. <laughs> And, to meet um, the emotional from, maturity that you were at. Yeah, yes. And not like not about two, three weeks. Um, I was moving house when we sort of first connected. And, mm-hmm. you know, straight away, he, you know, was helping me move boxes, helping me rearrange furniture, um, 
you know, and he he had his own things going on, but he would make time to come and and help me with that as well. And wow. um, you know, that that was a big shift rather than yeah. someone who's like, okay, like that doesn't sound very fun. So just call me when you're done. He and, really showed up for you. Yeah. So that was my next question is what's your biggest win that you've had since we've worked together? I mean, obvious, it's obvious, but what's been your biggest win? Because last Christmas versus this Christmas, what's the difference? Totally different. Totally different. Um, you know, like last Christmas, I was, um, you know, at home with my parents. Um, you know, I love seeing them, but you're single and, you know, you're in your 30s and you're like, ah. Oh, um, you know, this isn't fun. And, you know, you're seeing all your other family with their partners and their children. And um, you go and visit family and they're like, oh, well, you're single, so you can sleep on the couch. Like, you know, that sort of, um, you know, mentality. Mm. And this this one is totally different. You know, I was able to um, have my partner there. We're able to visit my family. We're able to visit his family. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was just wonderful and his grandmother <laughs> his grandmother yes yes mm. um uh, yes she's a little 96 year old grandma um who's a force to be reckoned with <laughs> beautiful yeah you yeah, know it was wonderful and and so also I think the biggest, go ahead no, yeah. just to, um, to answer your actual question mm -hmm, about like mm -hmm. what is the the biggest win from all of this aside from this wonderful relationship is um just this felt sense of confidence um you know yeah. I know that, um you know like I want this to work out I, I'm loving this relationship right now I love my my new partner and and everything but I know that you know if something does happen down the road like I can get this again this isn't wow. um you know some it's not based on an external you've no. you've shifted the biggest what i'm hearing from you is the biggest win isn't that you got someone it's that you got yourself yes yeah and that's yes. when you become magnetic mm -hmm. i can feel it in you wow yeah and it's, it's just all glowing things. Like if if tell me more you know if things don't work out with my job you're like that's fine like there there's other things out there and mm. it's just not this sort of real scarcity anymore where yeah. if I don't scarcity. have this, then I don't have anything or this is the only time that this is ever going to work mm. and ever going to come around and if I don't have this I'm not going to ever have it again you know wow. all of that is just gone amazing so the you've shifted it's not about getting a person it's about shifting the scarcity the inadequacy and the insecurity. And as you shifted that energy, effortlessly, you called in someone. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. Instead of kind of like doing, doing the work to get something, you did the work to become somebody different. And that's the key distinction of this work. And I'm super duper grateful that you trusted in me to do that. You watched the should I stay or go, you took the notes, you're like, all right, I'm ready to do this. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's listening to this right now and they can relate, they're in that same situation, they're doing well at work, but they just, eh, there's something not right in the relationship front. Mm -hmm. You know, what would you say to them if they're on the fence about making a decision to, to jump in and do the, do their work and break that cycle? I 
just say you have to jump in and do it because you know there's so many things that you don't even know um going into this um that Mm. you will uncover and you know this isn't about therapy it's not about you know reading the books and understanding things intellectually this is about like getting it in you probably um shifting who you are shifting who you're showing up as yeah and it's not this you know intellectual understanding anymore it's you know you can feel it you can understand Mm. it and you know it's just there and um Amazing. I think the the biggest thing for me is that, you know, you no longer feel like an other, you no longer feel like an outsider, you no longer feel on the outside of life. Like, why does everybody else have this? Why Mm. does everybody else have this relationship? Why does everybody else seem to Mm. be able to, you know, get more promotions or more money or, you know, all these things? Um, Mm. Yeah, you're no longer in, in that other space. Wow. It's kind of like the analogy that I have, if we can use a dancing analogy and somebody's on stage and they're embodying the music in their dancing, they're just expressing the music versus somebody who's just kind of memorizing the steps. Yeah. Doing the moves, but yeah. Going through the motions, but it's not coming through. That's the difference. That's the best explanation I can give for this work is to authentically get you to shift who you're being energetically. Yeah. Uh, so what you're transmuting to humanity is, is love, is a love for yourself. And that becomes magnetic rather than doing it to get something or get somebody to really go in and shift who you're being. And that is what I absolutely love guiding people to. It makes my heart sing. And to, to see you living the fruits of it and what a beautiful, um, you know, story this is, and it's not over. It's just beginning. Um, I'm super grateful that you came and shared it. Thank you. Thanks thank for you, having thank me. You. So good to be able to see you and talk to you again. Yeah. I just love it. It's just makes my, it's just one of those beautiful moments. That's my favorite part of my job. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. And if you're listening and you can relate, send me a DM, let me know what you related uh, to in Lauren's story, very vulnerable and beautiful, authentic story. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, it's interesting. It's, I mean, in June, in March, I just got invited. I had another client a few years ago. She's got, she's getting married. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, she invited me to the wedding in Phoenix. So my wife and I are going and just to say that I had a part because of the work that she did. So the only reason why I'm saying that is, you know, I will make a trip to Sydney for, for, for that. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> the only reason why I'm saying I'm just yeah. dropping a little suggestion here. If I can, that I will make the trip to dance mm-hmm. with you at your wedding. <laughs> so much love, love to you to guys. You. Yes. Yeah. So much love to you and Patrick and yes. the doggy and yeah. uh, best of luck in your move to find your new place together. And I send you so much love and we'll see you all at the next perfect time. Thank you.